to go up to the meanest, roughest looking people. My object, my goal in seriously in life is everyone I meet during the day that I can give them a smile and even try to get them to laugh. Because I don't want someone at the end of the day say, nobody smiled that was good to me. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Turner again, coming at you live from Foley's Fitness. We've got yet another interview. Today we're with Skip Robinson, um, and we're gonna chat with him for a little while, pick his brain on some fitness, and just talk about his life uh, in the fitness industry uh, as a teacher and a bunch of other things. So uh, here he is, Skip. Uh, he's, he's 78 years old, right? He's been married. 78 seasons. 78 seasons. <laughs> He's been married to his wife, Dolores, for 20 years. Yeah. Um, just using my phone here for some notes because there's a lot on you. Um, he's got three kids, five grandkids. Skip was a Marine for six years, okay? Um, and he's one of th three generations. He's got the, the dog tags, his dad, uh, himself, and, and his late son. Uh, so pretty cool stuff. He was a science teacher. For 34 years. Um, in fact, uh, one of our previous guests, uh, Michael Height, uh, who we had on the podcast, uh, the big, tall, rugged bodybuilder guy, uh, Skip had him as a seventh grade student. So Skip's been around a while. He was on the Governor's Council for Fitness. He's run youth camps, youth summer fitness camps. Um, he was Mr. World Bodybuilding Champ, Mr. USA, Mr. America, started the Lifeline program at USM, ran that, ran the USM gym. Um, I need, kind of need a drink of water after I get done introducing <laughs> you. Um, he co-promoted the Mr. Maine, Mr. and Miss Maine uh, competitions with his good friend, longtime friend, Marty Joyce. Um, and uh, trained out in, out in uh, California in the same gym as Schwarzenegger and yeah. Ferrigno. Yeah. Um, it's part of the, the Weeder yeah. program out there, right? It's a mecca. Yep. Um, and he actually uh, helped Mike Foley a little bit. So, um, you know, maybe without Skip Robinson, we're not all sitting here in Mike Foley's chair, who knows? <laughs> but you know, he's a big networking guy, big community guy. And one of the things we were talking about before we uh, hit record was that uh, he likes to, to touch everybody's life every day when he comes into the gym. So, um, and, he, and he's just a, a community builder. I, I noticed that before. I knew who you were when I first started coming here, but uh, hadn't really met you. And it wasn't long before you came up and you know, fist pump, and I'm like, all right, that's that's got to be Skip. So anyway, um, let's just chat a little bit. Maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't know that I left anything out. I probably did. Um, but I've enjoyed getting to know you over yeah. here and yeah. seeing what you're doing now in this season of your life. So it's been pretty cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I wanted to thank you for that. And uh, he mentioned about uh, he might have missed some of the things. I have a list right here. It's about four or five. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to uh, just correct one thing you said. It was Masters Mr. America that I won. It was over 40. Over 40. Yeah. Okay. So I won my class. So yep. uh, uh, I had to rectify uh, that. I mean, I won my class. I did in the AAU Mr. World. Yep. So, but uh, other than that, it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Been a fun ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you you taught for 34 years. 34 years. Social studies, science, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I started out teaching uh, just science, then a little health, and then science and health both. And then uh, they uh, asked me to teach social studies, and they uh, said that I could do a, uh, a one year without a degree in social studies. Uh, so when I took my uh, certification down to the principal, she looked at it, 
and she says, do you know you have a degree in social studies? <laughs> and because science, marine biology was my major. Yeah. But I've always had a, a fondness for history anyway. So uh, I was fortunate to, in the middle school, you had to teach both. And then the last year I ended up, uh, they asked me to teach health. And uh, that, was, uh, that was a good year. And that's, uh, I, I went down and asked Kathy Rossi, who was my uh, uh, good principal. Uh, she, uh, I asked her if I was at the top of my game, and she said I was. I says, I'm out of here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I, I did finish the year off, though. Yeah. And, uh, and then that, uh, that afternoon, it was in 2006, or the very next day, I went right down to the uh, Nod Here. It was another gym. And, started training people mm -hmm. full-time, which I've been doing part-time in summers uh, since, oh, I think Moses was my first client, you know? So, you know, carrying the stones up the yep. mountain. Okay, good. Yep, perfect. <laughs> that was a joke. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think I was the first uh, personal trainer in the state. If I wasn't, I was, I'm sure I was close to it. So now everyone has a, a coach online, a, something like that yeah let's talk about that for a minute because the, the fitness the fitness industry has really come you know of age really in your lifetime you know before it was you know guys banging iron you know banging weights in the gym and there really wasn't a lot of rhyme or reason to it but uh in your lifetime there's really they've, they've really put the science to it now people are paying attention to their nutrition now they're working with a plan they're working with a coach how how has that uh How's that affected how you go about your routine, even or even your own workouts? Uh, it, it has changed. Uh, the nutrition obviously has gotten better. Yeah. Uh, the equipment is more, it's got more fancy since uh, the days of, uh, well, Ed Juvenville used to make uh, the very basic uh, equipment from Massachusetts. And Joe Weeder had a, had a line, the regular basic uh, uh, barbells and plates and stuff. And then uh, Arthur Jones came out with the Nautilus in the, in the 70s. And we got to talk about that. And, uh, and the machine, it, it's got more technical as far as the machines go and things like that. But you don't need all those machines. Uh, Barbells, dumbbells are, are still a, a great way of changing your body. Uh, whether you, you know, you don't need the fancy machine. You can do uh, your body weight exercises and it works. But the key thing is you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Right. So you have to uh, eat, eat healthy and smart and you can see your body uh, change and everybody can change you know make a change in the body so as far as the changes you know i've mentioned that but you still i i have changed my training because i don't want to be like just old school i've always uh, prided myself on keeping up uh with the latest back in the uh in the 80s was my, I was training uh, the uh, Maine Mariners. Yep. And they were the, uh, the parent club was the Philadelphia Flyers. So when they come up here in the fall for their training, I was their strength and conditioning coach. And uh, 
you know, a lot has uh, has changed since uh, since then. But uh, you you still you want to get you want to have flexible. You want to be flexible. You want to eat right and uh, just be safe. There's a lot of online trainers out there. There are some that are very good, but there's a lot out there that will win a contest and all of a sudden they're a, an online trainer. All of a sudden they know you something. Know, yeah. yeah, and uh, that's, uh, that's, not, uh, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing like being one-on-one -on -one with a trainer. Right. You know, because then you can see the person, how much uh, effort they're, uh, they're doing. Uh, are they doing it safely? Uh, with me on the, on the personal training, it's always been about safety first, mm -hmm. you know. I, I don't yell at people. I, I actually laugh. I have a good time when I'm training. Oh, I've watched you. you. Know? I see you. You're enjoying but, it. You're talking. Yeah, I do. And, yep. But I push everybody uh, to their level. Right. I'm certified to train kids all the way up to professional athletes. Yep. And uh, so let's let's hit on that for a minute. So we're here at Foley's Fitness. You're a personal trainer here at Foley's. Yeah. Okay. And are you taking on new clients? Uh, at the minute, no. He's <laughs> got too many. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, my lovely wife, who's sitting right over there, Dolores, she's made it clear that I am supposedly uh, retired and uh, uh, I only work six in the morning until 10. That's it, just and a half I, a day. I have four, uh, uh, four, four people a day, yeah, slots yep. a day, and they all know that uh, if they give it up, it's over. They don't get it back. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they're all long-term yep. uh, 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 people. Well, and, that's uh, certainly a benefit of having yeah, been around a while. Yeah, and it, I do. I have a waiting list. I, you know, I yep. do because people go away on vacation and get sick and stuff like that. What about if somebody wanted a a, a plan? Uh, wasn't going to work with you on a weekly basis, yeah. but came and met with you and said, "Hey, Skip, would you just kind of get me going? Do you do that?" Uh, I I do give free advice. Yeah, you know, uh, and I don't. Most mean older that. guys do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I don't mean that uh, as right. anything. No, but, I get it. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I go around. Do you see me? I go around if uh, between clients, usually my workouts last about 50 minutes. And I'll go around uh, between and ask people uh, how the training's going in the locker room and stuff. And ask them uh, if they have any questions or anything, yeah. you know. And, uh, uh, and I, I get it uh, that way. Do I sit down sometimes and help somebody uh, do an exercise program? I do, but I, I'd rather uh, train them, work you know, them. Uh, yep. yeah, work with them. Because the technique, I can show them ways that they can uh, make faster improvements. Because, you know, time is of the essence of, right. on this. Nobody has time. But as my buddy Arnold says, there's 24 hours in a day. You know, when eight hours you work and, you know, you've right. seen him on, uh, uh, you know, YouTube and stuff, you can make time. Yeah. You know, it, you know, <clears throat> we always uh, find time for what's important to us. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, fitness is wellness. I mean, you know, uh, I just I, I can't imagine uh, when I leave this uh, <laughs> good earth, I'm going to have a pair of dumbbells in my hand or something, you know. Yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, not exercising. I can't, you yeah. know. I can't do what I used to do, but I am honestly enjoying 
my time now in the gym more than I did when I competed. That's you know, interesting. I, you well, know, I don't have to train as hard. <laughs> well, I ran into Marty Joyce over here one day. Good we talked friend. for a while, and uh, he mentioned that. He said, you know, yeah. Bobby, anybody that's known me more than 20, yeah. oh, 20 yeah, years yeah, calls yeah, me yeah. Bobby, but yeah. you know, Bobby, he said, uh, I don't, he goes, all that other stuff that I did, all yeah. the other accomplishments, yeah. he goes, I don't really, he goes, I don't want to talk about that. He yeah. goes, I want to talk about what I can do at age 75. Yeah. yeah. Let's, I want, let's, let's yeah. write a new story. Yeah. So it's really cool to see you guys doing yeah. that yeah. Um, and coming in and, and kicking ass yeah. in, in your own way. Yeah. Um, and, and being okay with, mm. well, I didn't bench what yeah. I used to bench. No. But I'm at the gym. <laughs> I'm getting it done and I'm, I'm being healthy. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah. Marty is, uh, is one of a kind. Yeah, he He's is. He's a good friend. Love the guy. And, uh, He's uh, he's special. He still has that burning desire, you know, to uh, to be the best. Right. And uh, he's right now he's training for upcoming show. He wants to do a deadlift of uh, 500 pounds. He already has the world record for his age group. Yeah. So uh, God bless him. <laughs> yeah. So you hang around with some pretty cool cats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always have. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So one of the uh, things I was, I always try to get a little bit prepared for these kind of things. And I was, yeah. I didn't know this, but I, I uh, was interesting to read that and said, oh, Skip uh, actually was uh, one of the first uh, uh, charter member of the Iron Horseman Club <laughs> here in Maine. I said, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, the number five guy out yeah. of 10 or so. Yeah. First. Yeah. So talk about that for a minute. Yeah. I always thought I was uh, the seventh. Yeah. And I, found my ID card and I was number five, but 007 sounds so much better, you know, uh, <laughs> like that. It was, uh, here's, how, here's how it started, okay? Mr. Cameraman, settle down, because this is going to take some time. Now, <laughs> we, on 4th Street, there was this uh, gentleman, Al Martin. Yeah. Great guy. But colorful to say the to say the least. He had a locksmith's uh, shop, and he used to make duplicate keys to different places. But I probably won't go into what he used those duplicate <laughs> keys for. You know, <laughs> rest in peace, Al. I love you. So he liked horses. Yeah. And I want to say horses, but I'll say horses. Horses. And uh, he liked trains. And he liked to, uh, to weightlift, so he decided to have a health club. So he bought this place on 4th Street. Uh, and it was, the building was four stories high, or three stories high. And the bottom place was, uh, was a locksmith shop. Then you go up a set of stairs, and then there was this gym, which was, was pretty cool at the, at the time. And then you could look out the windows down on 4th Street and, you know, back in the late 60s, not the same as what it is no. now. Uh, and then up above that, there was this empty space that we, the Iron Husband, started to use as the clubhouse. Now, unbeknownst to us, there was no computer back then or anything. And I designed this... Uh, the logo, the center. It was Iron Hustle and the Rock on top, Maine. And the minute you put that cube, MC, even though we were just a riding club and wanted to have a good time, but that designates something else, that MC, as, as the main rocker underneath. 
So I designed a horse's head for Al, okay? And then we had, I saw the Hells Angels had this big wing, white wing. I thought that was impressive. So I just put a white wing in there. And on, uh, uh, we had it sitting on top of like some uh, a railroad car wheels. Yeah. Thought that was quite clever. So when Jake, who's another story, when he come back from California, he was, I was, he and I trained together and he was a hell's angel. And that's how I got the idea of the white, you know, uh, the wing. So everything was good until we go to uh, Laconia. Thank God I had to work. I couldn't go. And uh, one of uh, our sergeant of arms and the president, Dave Stevens, they went down. I think Harold Sargent, Sarge, he had an ulcer or something. He went down to some pogey bait truck on the main to get some milk. Well, the Hells Angels saw him and they saw their white wing. Huh. <laughs> it wasn't trademarked back then, but it might as well have been. So they took those two guys, took them back to their camp. And uh, I love you, Hells Angels, if any of you hear this. <laughs> and, uh, they kind of did a number yeah. on these two guys, and they said, if you don't bring that center patch to us, everybody, then, uh, you know, there's going to be hell to pay, you know? <laughs> so I, they come back and tell me about this, and I'm the last one to have the patch. And I says, I ain't taking my eyes. I, I, I said, I'm keeping mine. So I'm driving around. This is before I started teaching. It was a year before. I'm riding around town. How old were you then? Late twenties uh, or something? Yeah, probably 25, 26, something yep. like that. I started teaching when I was 27, 72. So it was just before that. And uh, so I go to the meeting and it was right, the, it used to be a warehouse right uh, uh, behind, uh, uh, right across from Jay's on the Portland Walk. Jay's Oyster Bar. And we'd ride our motorcycles in and all that. So I drive up. The girl I was dating at the time inherited some money. She just bought this bright yellow Corvette. So we drove down on that. And uh, we turn around and I look. And one of my brothers is standing there with a shotgun. And I said, oh, this is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and I go inside. And uh, some of them were brandishing guns and stuff you know so i said well what, the meeting starts at church they call it i said well you know what's up and they said the hell's angels said they were going to come down and blow the clubhouse up because <laughs> they saw someone riding around portland with their wings <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> so anyway uh uh i i think the next week or so i ended up uh turning my uh, colors in, in good standing, because I still uh, an iron husband to this day. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, so, because I had to start, you know, uh, teaching uh, like that. Uh, and the truth is on the iron husband back then is we didn't know that the original chatter started, I think it was in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Yep. And because uh, we didn't know. Right. And then uh, uh, people uh, 
uh, you know, start going to Laconia and things like that. Then you see the others, and then they co they combined. And, right. Uh, now it's uh, it's worldwide. You know. Still got a bike. So, I do. Yeah. I do a, a Fat Boy. Yeah. It's uh, if anyone would like to buy, it's for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Private message me later. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a typical day like for you right now? Uh, I, I usually go to bed at 7.30 at night. Wow. I like to go to bed and read, yep. you know. And uh, I've got a, a lab, uh, Sophie, Sophia, that likes to have me read to her. <laughs> she takes most of the bed. But anyway, <laughs> and then I, I get up early, like around uh, 3.30. Yep. And uh, sometimes three between 3 and 3.30, and I'll go on uh, the internet, go through the, the news and stuff. Uh, yep. uh, I'm uh, right in the middle, leaning to the right a little, but I, I do, I look at all the news, just yep. see what's uh, what's happening. And uh, then I go on the sports and check that out. And then shower, and then I usually uh, come down here around 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. And uh, do a little workout, and then uh, start with my uh, with my clients. And then, uh, and then, I don't do a lot of these podcasts because uh, I'm usually getting ready to take a nap at this time. <laughs> <laughs> and then seriously, I'll uh, you know do stuff around. I'll say any errands and stuff that we have to uh, we have to do. Yep. Well, you've uh, I mean you lived through the life cycle of a bunch of different gyms, mm. I'm sure. So um, Mike's gracious enough to let us do this here, and yeah. he likes when we come over and do a podcast. But what would you say about Foley's Fitness that that's different? Uh, than other places where you've been associated with? The biggest thing, there's one in two things that are rate, you know, rates uh, equal to each other, whatever. The first one, the cleanliness in here. Yeah. This is the cleanest gym I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. And when I walk by and I see some of the staff cleaning the machines and stuff, I always thank them. And because, uh, you know, Foley's is known you know, for doing, uh, yep. keeping a clean gym. And also, from the minute you walk through that door, the staff is friendly. They greet you at the door <clears throat> and uh, like that. That's, I know, because for 11 years I taught weight training and health uh, at the university, Southern mm -hmm. Maine. It was an extra, uh, a night course that I taught. And one of the things that I mentioned, uh, when a person goes into a gym, yep. it's it's very, very nerve wracking. If if I went to another gym, I'd still feel a little uh, right. you know, off and I've been, you know, in, in gym forever. So that's why I go around and introduce myself because you can't believe how many different people that it's their first day here, you know, right. and I just uh, well, I noticed that about you. I'm like, man, this guy knows every single person in this gym, but you really don't. You, <laughs> no, you, you no. actually just avail no, yourself right? to them. And that's yeah. that's huge because yeah. when you come into a gym, it's particularly a, a big place like this. It can be intimidating. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone that I mean, here we are. We're between Christmas and New Year's. Mm. There's a lot of people who are watching this probably thinking, OK, I, I got to get going. I got to yeah. get I got to get on the horse here. Yeah. The horse. Yeah. And uh, I like that. And get, get, and get working out. Yeah. Um, I've always felt like it's I've heard that statement. It's it's not 80 percent gym and 20 percent diet. It's it's 80 percent diet, 20 percent gym. Mm. However, the gym's a part of it. What would you say to somebody that's struggling with with just getting the motivation to walk through the door come 2023? You know, it's uh, 
the longest journey starts with one step. Yep. You know, you got to suck it up and, uh, you know, you're doing it for yourself, for your health. You know, nobody else cares. When you come into the gym, nobody's looking at you. Right. You know, they're, they're so in tune to what they're doing. And that's why when I train somebody, I go around and introduce them to the people. Right. Sometimes I introduce them two or three times the same person. But still, I, I want them to be comfortable in a, in a gym. But it's, it's the individual has got to make that first step, that commitment. And don't make lofty goals saying next year I'm going to do, I'll be 50 pounds lighter. Because you and I know most uh, New Year's resolu resolutions. Did I say that right? Re yeah. Second uh, time you got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you're counting now. Huh? <laughs> We're gonna to have to cut that one. <laughs> uh, they they fail. Right, a couple know? of weeks or yeah. a month, four to six weeks, yeah. and they're back out. And don't start a crazy. Well, any diet works if you stick to it. Doesn't matter what kind it is, but don't uh, do this strict. You know, because you're gonna fail. Right. And how many people I say see come in here, and they'll almost be kill themselves to do it, and that's no way either. I you know yeah. I've been doing this since I think 1965. And uh, I, can <laughs> I can remember the first, we trained at our homes. And in the wintertime, we, uh, my first gym I trained at, uh, it was in a garage, a person's house garage. Yep. Man, we'd, we'd have a Victrola. And I can remember the Beach Boys' greatest hits. <laughs> and you'd have mittens, and you'd try to put the needle down on the, on the thing. Yep. And then, uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, and then one time the sewer backed up in, in, in this house that we were training. And we were down there doing curls, straddling the puddles, and, uh, you know, it's just... That's it, hardcore. It, oh, yeah, we, but I'll tell you right now, I tried it in high school for a week here, a week there, didn't like it. Yeah. I, when I got out of the, uh, the Marine Reserves, when I get out, I... Uh, started skydiving actually i was in the the reserves at the time and i started skydiving and i have no idea where i'm going with this but anyway uh <laughs> i'll think of we run into that sometimes yeah. some of our older podcasts but, uh, yeah and i knew when i started weight training back then oh i re i remember what it was i was weight training hard in I, when I get out of high school, and you know, people say they were 5'8", five, 5'9", five, they weighed 130, whatever. I did. Yep. I was 5'9", and I weighed 135 pounds. And, uh, uh, you know, people say, he, was you a geek? I said, no, I wasn't. I played uh, the sports and stuff. I stayed back a year uh, because I liked the social life. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see a pattern here? <laughs> And uh, I just, uh, when the principal called me in the office with my parents, they said, you're going to have to stay back, repeat a year. I was standing like this, I put my head down. And then when I went outside, it was like Ray Bork scoring the Stanley Cup goal. I go, yes. <laughs> I don't have to go out in the real world. But when I walked out that fifth year, if somebody come up to me and said, you're going to have a successful life in weight training, or you're going to be a school teacher or something like that. I'd look at them and say, "What are they on?" You know, because right. uh, I had no 
uh, you know, I oh, I used to lug beef down on Commercial Street. Uh, my father uh, owned a Robinson's Market. Best education ever. Yep. My father. I'm, I'm a chip off the old block with him. Uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. If he was a tree, you'd see the bark right down the front of me. If you're like me, you'd love him. And everybody did. And I loved the way he talked to people. And I worked for him in that store for probably a couple of years. So that was probably the best education. And a lot of those traits yeah. uh, you you still utilize today oh, in the gym oh, and talking oh, to people. Oh, yeah. I uh, <clears throat> I do. I love it. I just uh, You just meet so many, uh, so many people. <laughs> There's probably been 15 to 20 thing. people walk by here during this podcast and he's waved every one of them. And, and they all, they're all looking, oh, yeah, they're skipped yeah. it. <laughs> so that, that says a lot yeah. about you. People like you. Yeah. The, when I got into the, uh, I like them too. Uh, when I got into weight training, I went to Mr. Bean. First time I tried it, I got like fifth place. What was so bad about that is there was only four competitors. <laughs> the custodian beat me. That's how bad I was. But then I didn't like getting beat. Yeah. So the next year, I, I think I won it. Yeah, uh, 1971 anyway. Then with that prestigious uh, win behind me, I went to... Uh, the Boston YMCA. It was called Mr. Boston YMCA. Yep. You walked out, there's this one light with a black backdrop in the back in the old Boston Y's. It's been there since forever. So at the they had a weightlifting contest first, which I entered and I won, you know, my class. They are the bodybuilding was always second nature to power, uh, a power me. Yeah. All right. Power so around nine o'clock. I'm getting ready to go out on stage. Well, I ended up getting second place. And the uh, first place winner was, uh, I love you, Dave. <laughs> uh, that was my wife. <laughs> uh, the first place guy uh, that won was uh, Captain Bruce Lyons. He was in the Marines. Yep. And all of a sudden, after the show, I'm kind of dejected and all that. And I deserve second. You never think you do, but you know, I did. And as I'm uh, leaving the place, this young guy, a uh, few years younger than me, comes up and he's got a camera in his hand. And he goes, you know, uh, he introduced himself. His name was Ed Connors. And, uh, and I'll tell you a little more about him, very interesting guy. And uh, he just wrote a book, uh, The Three Amigos, yeah. uh, which is, uh, I think it's a bestseller, if it's not, but it's the history of Gold's Gym. And I, I, we'll get into that in a minute. But he said, you didn't win, but he said, you've got the most potential. And I go, okay, yeah. And he said, I'm going to send you a plane ticket. He said, I want you to go out to California. And he says, I'll meet you in New York. So I said, all right. So he sent me a, a, a plane ticket. And uh, I go out to California, and if I can remember going by Gold's Gym, and it was uh, it was closed. I can remember getting off the freeway, seeing Santa Monica, and that was all the magazines. I thought at this time 
the magazines was trick photography. I said, nobody can be that big. Yeah. So when I went out there, I got there real early and because uh, I wanted to see Arnold. The first guy that meets me, it's all glass in the place. It's a cinder block place. It's probably no bigger than this, maybe twice as big as this. Yep. That's it. With Joe Gold, who named, that built the gym, Gold's gym, he made all the equipment. He was a merchant marine. So I get there, and here comes Dave Draper. He's got the headband on, long blonde hair. He was in all the magazines back. They called him the Blonde Bomber. Yeah. Where'd you hear my nickname? So he comes in, and it's like the light was behind him. And I go, Jesus, I thought I was having religious epiphany. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I met him. He was Mr. America, Mr. Universe. He was the number one person in the magazine stuff before Arnold come along. When Arnold come along, he, uh, he as yeah. a matter of fact, he just passed away, I think, this last year. Yeah. So anyway, Arnold comes in and I go right up to him. And I said, my name is, if you just called me Skip, I did uh, Skip. that, asked, that uh, Austrian accent. But when he comes in a building, it doesn't matter where, everybody just, it, right now it would be so, as well as, you know, I, I do know him, I haven't seen him in years, but it would be hard to get near him because he's got handlers and yeah. uh, everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I asked him if I could uh, train with him and, uh, and stuff, you know, and uh, I was there like for a week that time, and uh, I did, and then Frank Zane, Come in, and Frank was uh, my idol. He was a, a, a school teacher, and he was Mr. He went on to win Mr. Olympia and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I tried to get a teaching job uh, out there, and I almost did. And I was in a competition with this other lady, and it was about uh, the computer background at the time. I didn't have. She did. She got it, but I was teaching back here. I was in like my seventh year teaching. And that next year, they all got laid off. So imagine if I'd have sold my house and gone out there. Yep. Uh, Funny how things work. Oh, it, it worked out. So I meet Joe Weeder. He comes in the gym and he's taking pictures of Arnold and those guys. And I go, Joe, I said, I'd like to uh, work for you. I said, uh, maybe I could work in your warehouse because some of the bodybuilders did that. And he had a funny voice and he goes, he says, no, he says, I, I, I can't bring you in the warehouse. You lose weight. He says, I want yes. you to get bigger. And he says, how about if I just sign you to a contract, you train farmer student right there. <laughs> and uh, 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 just train and every Monday come out and do an interview and we'll photograph you tell like how you built your arms, stuff like that. So yeah. he signed me to a, I think it was like 11 week contract at that summer. And I used to get my free food supplements and all that. Yeah. And uh, $100 a week. And back in the 70s, that wasn't bad. Yeah. It was better than I was making teaching. Right. So uh, that, uh, that happened. And then I'd go out on vacations and I'd stay with uh, this uh, Ed Connors. He bought the original gold, no. They sold the one on uh, 96 or 106 Pacific Avenue. They moved up to uh, Santa Monica, that was in Venice. They moved up to Santa Monica 
in Ken Sprague bought it. He was a, uh, a porno star, Dakota. Yep. Uh, he bought it, and then Ed bought it from him. And then Ed went on to franchise the business. And he, I think his franchise business was up to 700 franchises. I could have got in on that if I had like $10,000. Right. But back then, $10,000. And he told today. me at the time, he didn't want to uproot me because I had uh, two kids at the time. Yeah. So uh, I owe all my, uh, most of my success to Ed having the faith in me to bring me out there. And uh, I am uh, mentioned in his book, The Three Musketeers, yeah. uh, very briefly. Isn't it funny how uh, <laughs> sometimes you don't believe in yourself on something until someone else oh, I know. sees I something know. in you? Uh, and I, I honestly, back then, I didn't have a lot of uh, faith in myself. Like at the Mr. America, not the mass, this is the Mr. America. I think I got six in... Uh, 1977 or whatever like that yep. you can google it uh i won best poser and uh it was at the shrine auditorium and that's where they've had the uh oscars and all that sally fields was in the front row burt reynolds dom deloise a score uh other people joe weeder is sitting with russ warner and his daughter, Russ Warner, was the uh, big photographer, one of them for, for Weeder. Yeah. And uh, uh, she said, look at that guy over there. He looks like a young, uh, oh, God, not Paul Newman, Redford, Robert Redford. Yep. He comes out after the show. He comes up to me and he said, Skip, get your screen, your uh, screen actors guild uh whatever card, card whatever yep. you know like that and i had no now i do it in a second you know <laughs> yeah. but back then i was comfortable teaching and as it turned out it was the best decision i ever made was to stay back here and teach school yeah you know if i'd have stayed out there with that life in the fast lane and when you're being sponsored by people and you're driving the best cars and uh, stuff like that it's uh, it's a different world, you know. Uh, I used to have to come back and almost lay in bed for a whole day just to unwind. Just to recover, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they'd be asking you for autographs and stuff. Then you come back in the classroom. Not a lot of autographs, but every once in a while. And then you get back in the classroom and they go, Mr. Robinson, we're going to have any homework tonight. <laughs> right. A little splash of reality yeah, for you, yeah. right? So... So you lead with this, this saying, Just I've heard you oh. say it, just another day in paradise. Ugh. Tell me about that. I used to go in and say that uh, in, in my classroom. I don't know where, uh, maybe my father uh, come up with it, but if I had a penny for every time I've said that, you know, uh, I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you. Yeah. I'd be living life in the fast lane. Well, if you did, get, if you had ten grand, you'd invest in the gold. Oh, I you know. know. It, it's probably going to watch this and going to say that's not true. <laughs> but I think that's what the other Pete Grimkowski and uh, Denny Doyle, I think, uh, was uh, there. There was three of them, yeah. and that's how the three amigos uh, come about. I'm sitting here wondering how you stay so sharp because 
I'm 27 <laughs> years younger than you or something. And I, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Yeah. And you, you're rattling off yeah. all these names and places. And, you know and, what, what's good? There's a lot of bodybuilders that aren't with us anymore from yeah. back in that era. The yeah. classic uh, in uh, I've got, you know, there's John Defenders uh, in, uh, in New Jersey, I think. He was uh, Mr. USA, and he's still promoting ultra-fit uh, nutrition. And uh, there's uh, some others, but like Frank Zane, I think he's around 80 right now, and he runs a, a gym out of his, uh, his house. He's well-to-do because he won Mr. Uh, Olympia. Yeah. And when you uh, win your class and miss the world, you better have a daytime job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you, I am so blessed. I've, like I've said, I've been in a lot of gyms. This w is the best. I mean, I, I, this is going to be my last one yeah. that I'm going to, uh, you know, next 20 years or whatever. But my wife uh, and I ran our business out of the fitness factory. And uh, she did the nutrition. So when Mike opened this up, I didn't want uh, you know to you know to try to come down here because I thought Mike would be interfering. Uh, hey Tammy, would uh, be too uh, yeah. be competition. He wouldn't want her. You right. know, as it turned out, he wouldn't even care. Right. But she retired, and I said uh, some of the guys at Marty said you've got to come down. To Foley's and I said, I don't even know if he wants me. And I helped him get ready for his first show. And uh, so a little uh, while later, I think it was that afternoon, I get a phone call from Mike. He says, come on down. So uh, I went down, I walk in here, there's 27 trainers. And I'm saying, how does anyone make any money with 27 trainers? Right. <laughs> but I am so thankful that he and his brother, uh, Jimmy, who I, when I ran yep. USM gym, he used to, uh, he yep. was a baseball player. Yep. And he used to uh, come in there and that's how I met uh, him. Well, and it's then, funny, I, anytime, I don't think I've been in here once and not seen either Mike or Joe or you. Yeah. You that, know, that, they're, they're, no. they're in the building, Yeah, you know, and if you had, had a problem, you know, you can go to them. Uh, they're, they're not just in the building, they're working out. Oh yeah, you know, and, oh yeah. And you come in here at 5 a.m., you see Mike yeah. uh, doing his thing, Joe's every day, I see him all the time. Michael is the most regimented person I know. He reminds me of contest time, but he does it 24 seven. And yeah, he is, God yeah. bless him. I, I don't know how he does it, but he does. And he's got a tremendous business going as far as his nutrition and he's, the best at that. And he'll tell you just like it is when you're in his oh, office, too. Oh, yeah, he's got those uh, Mikey sayings <laughs> on the outside of his. So calories and stress, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can't out-exercise a bad <laughs> right. diet or something like that, you know? He gets that, fired up. Oh, when I walk yeah. by, I'm a home stomach in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come in and walk behind the clothes racks. Oh, oh yeah, This yeah, Foley. Yeah. I don't want yeah, to see yeah. him coming in. <laughs> now, this is, I, I, this you don't even know what, like a lot of times, I won't even know what day it is. Right. You know, because they're, it's the same. I mean, I just, my wife won't let me come in on a Saturday. Last Saturday, uh, Christmas. Probably because you never get out of here. I, oh, I know. <laughs> I said to her, I remember, she brought coffee into me in bed. 
and I had the computer on top of my dog uh, so I could, uh, <laughs> well, Sophie's a good dog. So anyway, I said, I'm going down to the gym Saturday. Now, we've got people coming at 1 o'clock, my, my kids and Christmas stuff. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the minute I said that, I knew I had said the wrong thing. <laughs> if there was any way of getting the words back, I tried. I was... <laughs> Even the laptop that was in front of me, I was trying to, and uh, it was crazy. It's, uh, and I knew the minute I, I said, oh. And then uh, she, uh, she was perched up on top of one of the, the bedposts, just ready to spring. And, uh, but anyway, uh, sadies, I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I could come in here seven days a week and be here all day long. Yep. But well, a lot, of guys, a, a lot of guys your age would, would be done. They, yeah. they would be retired and they'd be yeah, either in Florida or a, yeah. being a tourist, but that doesn't seem to, you seem to still have your foot on the gas no, to some degree. No, I, I, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. You know, it's, it's not, my job is not as hard as I make it look. <laughs> <laughs> I get it all up here. Right. But I want to share it, you know, and uh, it's, uh, like I said, I, I will help people for free. You know, uh, when, you know, when, when I'm, uh, when I have time. Did you ever, did you ever write a book? Yeah. I, I've got folders on my, uh, laptop, yeah. no, my, my, uh, iMac Pro. Yeah. And, uh, like, I like photography. When we, when the pandemic hit, I said, what, what am I going to do? I started, you know how you had to wash your hands and stuff? I said, I'll do 10 push-ups against the sink because I've had shoulder replacement, I can't get out on, the, on yeah. the ground. And I'll do 10 deep knee bends. And every time I wash my hands, Jesus, <laughs> after about two or three weeks, my shoulder started <laughs> soaring. So anyway, I just, uh, uh, I said, I've got to do something. So I wanted to be known as the best uh, uh, iPhone photographer. My wife says, you know, I've got this Nikon in there. It was a uh, 7,000, 7,500 or something like that. And, and you know, when you start with a, with a camera, it's in, you know, you can start it on automatic, but there's a lot to a lot it. To so it, yeah. what I did is every day I went on YouTube and I bought a, a 750. In, which was a little more expensive, and I got a nice lens because it's it's the lens more than the camera. Yeah. So, I I had been taking for the last five years or so pictures. I live on Highland Lake of the sunrises. If it's colorful, I see them on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And I love doing that. I mean, oh God, I've used the camera between my legs, behind my back. I've laid down. On the ground, I've had to call Dolores to come get me. But every inch of my front yard, I've done it. I've climbed trees, everything. Yeah. But I started off uh, uh, photographing through my kitchen window. I put one of those old red kitchen with the chrome, with yep. the red. Uh, I uh, taking pictures of uh, cardinals, uh, hummingbirds, anything like that. And I kept studying. I just kept, you know, how do you, what are the settings for this and this, this. And, you know, you know that the longer you, uh, I have an imaginary friend right there. Because <laughs> I hear voices. <laughs> and uh, uh, the more you do it, 
it's like anything. You understand it. Right. So uh, after two years, in the first year, I must have studied five or six hours a day. I was obsessed with it, taking hundreds and hundreds of pictures, putting them on the computer like that. So I, I enjoy, you know, doing that. I enjoy doing the videos of my clients and stuff in here because it shows them that they're making progress. Right. And they all like it, you yeah. know, the, the social media now. Yeah. So, and I always tell them, I say, if you're not seeing uh, improvement, find my ass. I says, I'm a nice guy, but still, if you're not doing the, imp getting the improvement. Now, I have some clients that don't necessarily need, they they have other needs. You know, yeah. it's just uh, every, uh, I, I try to be a good listener, but they all know my problems too, you know? <laughs> so you have a rapport right. uh, with, uh, with your clients. And like mine are all long-term. I have one that's been, it's gotta be 20 years. Well, it's good that you're, you're accountable and what you said, hey, fire my ass. Like yeah. one of the things I've enjoyed about working with Mike over the years is that I let him drive. Yeah. And I didn't have to figure it out. I, yeah. As long as I eat this, I know I'm going to lose weight or get more fit, whatever I'm looking for. Yeah. And if I don't, it's on him to make mm. the changes and figure it out. So I like yeah. that. And it sounds like you do the same thing. Yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, I'm blessed. I really am. Usually my, uh, my chapel is in my uh, truck, the Punisher, or yeah. on uh, uh, the shadow, my Mustang. But I usually, before I head out, I'll say a prayer, hoping that I can help you know, somebody in some of the other gyms that were struggling, I used to pray that we could, uh, you know, uh, help them, you know, get, get it straight, you know, yeah. but this place here is, uh, it's awesome. I mean, it's, I get a kick out of, you know, coming in here, you know, would I, uh, do you come down the turnpike when you go out here, yep. you know, the ramp that you get off, yeah. I roll the windows down. I have Jerry Lee Lewis uh, station on Pandora. I love rock and roll piano. And I'll blast that with the windows down all the way till I get here. People will haul up at the light there by Cabela's and they'll look over and say, okay. Skips, skips it into the gym. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Plus I got the mug of coffee too, you know. Yep. So. Well, I mean, you've had a lot of fun. You're a passionate guy. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting and, and uh, invigorating to talk to somebody your age that's still getting up and getting it yeah. done every day, you know? Um, I'm so thankful that I am right. this old. I mean, think of all of, you know, the military guys that have uh, passed away. And as you know, my yeah. son, my, uh, uh, well, my youngest son, my middle, no, it's my youngest. He uh, passed away of a drug overdose and Marine, Good-looking guy, good-looking, you know, athlete, affable, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a disease, and you see all the, the people that are. You just look at the obituary page, you know. So, yeah. But I, let's keep this on a happy note. Happy note. I was. I was. I know. <laughs> he went to the dark side. See, well, that's, that's right. my other. I'm like Sybil. I've got all kinds of now. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've learned, uh, whether it's coaching people or employing people over the years, or even doing this podcast, is people got a lot of shit. Yeah. People have been through a lot. Oh uh, yeah. And they and or they may be dealing with a lot, and just because they don't say it or you yeah. don't see it, yeah, um, it doesn't doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. So 
somebody like yourself that's going through life and, and going through this gym yeah. and saying, hey, how you doing? How are you today? Yeah. Might be the one thing that got somebody through the day or just improved their life a little bit yeah. oh. or got them to come back the next day and said, ah, you know what, I, I, all right, yeah. you know, I guess I, I guess I feel like I belong a little bit there, a little I've bit more people, than I did yesterday, you know? I've had people say that, and that's, that's a, a reward. Yeah. When you teach, you don't always get a reward. Right. But I, I have, uh, there's, there's a few in here that I had in the seventh grade that trained, there's probably 10 yeah. that I know of, you know? And one example, one of the toughest people I trained, Mary Crowder, she's a uh, just retired attorney. Uh, she was an advocate for, uh, I'm sorry, Mary, if I'm following this up, but child protective uh, yeah, like that. Arena. And I met her about oh, 15 years ago. She was coming into the gym and I had seen her in the gym doing cardio. And I, I said to her, I said, do you have a weight lift? And she said, well, I don't know how to do this yeah. stuff. And I said, well, you want a lesson? You know, and uh, right. she said, yes. And I've been with her, like her, probably 15 years. She's a really good friend. And the thing that's remarkable is that day she was coming in to cancel her membership. No shit. <laughs> and now she's a gym rat, aren't you, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> good, good friend. Good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else? Is there anything else you want to share? I, I don't know. I don't. It's it, I'm just so blessed. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I, I could go on and on. But, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, I immediately when I first met you, I was like positive outlook was, you know, the thing that yeah. came to mind. And it was really cool. You're walking around, you're fist pumping yeah. people. I like just another day in paradise. How are you guys doing? I walked out yeah. of the locker room with you today and yeah. you hit, you know, yeah. bought three guys on the way out. Yeah. And uh, it's, you just never know how you're going to impact you somebody's day. You know, know? and it's, uh, it's so important. To, you, you, I try to make a difference in uh, people's lives, even on social media. Uh, it's, either, it's either the horizon shots or an exercise video. Uh, oh, yeah. I do a barefoot weather guy. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> did you see my last? I haven't seen the barefoot you, weather you, guy. You got you to see the one I did of uh, the, uh, the storm. Yeah. Uh, seriously, folks, it, it went viral. Yes, but it, it was my wife said, you're crazy being out there, you know? Yeah, but it was uh, it was good. But I always try to do motivating things, you yeah. know, at least what Same. I uh, think of uh, is motivating. Right. You know? So, yeah, I do some of that stuff, too. And I'll have somebody send me a note that I didn't even think was paying attention. Say, hey, I like yeah. what you're doing. Keep, yeah. keep it up. So yeah. when you get something like that, that's kind of cool. It, uh, it, having an impact. Yeah. You know, um, and sometimes you don't really know what the impact you know. is. I'll run into somebody three years later and they'll say, hey, you, you know, how come you haven't written your blog lately? Yeah. So I started going back and started writing my blog again. No, so, it's, it's uh, this, yeah. the gym is a great atmosphere. You meet all kinds of people. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to meet every one of them. Well, I think a lot of people think, when they, well, I'm going to start the gym, that it's that it's a negative thing or that they're going to be there every day and yeah, that it's yeah. uh, purgatory. Yeah. But it really can be an enjoyable experience. It's social. Yeah, it is. It's and like it, it's like a bar like cheers without alcohol. Right. You know, because you get to talk to people and, uh, you know, there are some people that want to just come in and stay focused. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah. I can tell when I'm going by the cardio machines, giving the knuckles to everybody, you know. 
you can every once in a while. Yeah, you don't get any not, eye contact. Ninety nine percent of the time, the people are responsive. You yeah, know? yeah, so, exactly. I appreciate that. Well, keep so, doing what you're doing. You're making a difference. Oh, well, we appreciate you. you you being on. Um, and I, like I said, I try to get around and talk to people that are kind of doing extraordinary things. Yeah. You certainly have done a bunch of extraordinary things. It's kind of cool to catch up with you. I know we didn't even, we probably didn't even scratch the surface. We could talk for hours about any one of the things that we talked about, but I appreciate you taking the time. I know, I know you're supposed to be getting a nap about now. <laughs> thank you for bringing me out of my shell. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sure. And thank you for my imaginary friends sitting over <laughs> right. there. Yeah. And seriously, people, yeah. Just go to a gym or exercise at home. All you've got to do is just walk. Go for a walk. Dance. Just keep moving. You're not going to see me dance, but anyway. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Skip. Uh, so Skip much. Robinson, everybody. Awesome. Thank you. It's been great having him on the uh, Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things podcast. I think this is episode 20, if I'm not mistaken, Mitchell. Um, we, we set out this year to try to do uh, one a week and nice. this is probably 20. We're wrapping up the year. So we didn't get it. We didn't have our goal, but we got 20 more than we had last year. Don't so, get Marty. Yep. We're going to get <laughs> Marty Joyce here next. We'll get yeah. him on. Um, we've got, I, I believe we've got uh, a nutrition person coming on next week. It seems like we have this uh, fitness and nutrition kind of yeah. theme to this podcast, but uh, we've had mortgage brokers on. We've had uh, all kinds of different people. So yeah. it's been fun. So yeah. thanks for adding to it. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. We'll get this loaded up and out in the next day or so. Just another day in paradise. <laughs>